There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. One of the great weeks of life. For many reasons. I wouldn't even chalk it up to one single reason. And you'll notice I didn't. You'll actually notice I didn't even chalk it up to one single Aww. major Taylorific reason. But there is so much to talk about, Bowen. At the gate, let me just say, we need to savor times like these. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of bad stuff going on in the world. You might have had a personally rough week yourself. I'm Mm -hmm. talking to the readers, the Katies, the publicists. However you identify out there. However you identify out there. Weeks like these where we can all have fun talking about Art, shall we say, is... Gotta rest us all. Oh my God, you, you're a woulda, coulda, shoulda freaka. Bowen, woulda, coulda, shoulda? That now, is a song and a half. That's a song. Not to jump I, ahead, but I feel it's spiritually, our, this generation of Taylor, this is our all too well, period. Wow. It's getting disrespected by being on bonus tracks, but also that doesn't matter. Well, let's we, we can talk about this later, but the, but the 3 a.m. songs... Have a specific intention and DNA behind them, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that later. Anyway, lots of great reasons. Um, my nephew's bris was on Thursday. Oh my god, how was the bris? And the bris did was, everything go well? Okay, can I tell you, Mister mm-hmm. Aaron Weiss is his name. Champ screamed. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was expecting something like this during yeah, during. Go the ahead, moment. go ahead, do it. Ah! But it was actually. 
Mm-hmm. This is this this was this was what this boy did. Ah! Uh! Yeah. <laughs> See, if I had to imagine my penis getting clipped, I think it would sort of feel like this. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> your your foreskin getting oh. circumcised, I think if you get it into adulthood, like it's apparently like you're knocked out and you're, oh, you're yeah. on your damn back for like a week. Yeah. Forget it. This kid was just on Tylenol for the next day and that was it. Oh my god. Not even the next day, the next 12 hours. Anyway, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um Welcome to the world. Aaron. Mr. Weiss. Aaron. Mr. Weiss. Um, he's He's so sweet. He broke his collarbone on the way out. What? I know. The, but oh no! Because he's a big boy. I think that that happens. I think that happens. No, and he's he's doing great, and um, the family is very happy. Anyway, oh. Briss was Thursday. I wrapped on Nora from Queens. I, I wrote a whole damn yes. essay about how much I loved that, and um, it's been a good week. And then and then midnights, and then oh midnights, God. and you also saw Tar. And, and I saw had, Tar. You've had a, a reaction to Tar that I couldn't have even dreamed about. I knew you would enjoy it, but you, you're you're saying big things. I think this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Period. Period. And Sudi said the same thing. You. I've now seen it again. Wow. I've seen it twice. I'm about to see it again with Josh and Aaron because we mm. went out to the club. We went to Sika Sika Sika, <laughs> um, which is a monthly hyperpop party in Brooklyn by the amazing DJ The Limit Does Not Exist. Yes. It's such a fun party. And every song that came on, me, Aaron, and Josh were going, this was what Lydia won. <laughs> this this was, was what Lydia won the Grammy for. Yeah, Lydia won the um, Grammy for that. And, but then, but our theory now is that Lydia's EGOT wins are all for acting. Yeah, well, that makes sense because she certainly was uh, doing a convincing portrayal of oh. someone who was safe to be around. Oh my God. I'm so happy you liked it so much. I loved it. For for more on Tar, for Matt Rogers' and Guy Branham's thoughts on Tar, please listen to last week's episode. They said everything that, that needed to be said. I loved the movie. I'm so happy that you did. And I also don't want to take anything away from you. So if at any point during the discourse today, you feel like you absolutely have to get out your terrific <laughs> million dollar <laughs> pun right there, uh, yes. responses to the film, you just stop everything and say, wait, hold on this scene and you can go off. Okay. Thank you so much. But uh, look, how did you experience the album? And, and let's just be real. Let's just be very real. It it's leaked. time to be real. Yeah. It's time to be real. An app I am for sure deleting. Um, oh, yeah. But did you know, because I was with people on Thursday night at Halloween Horror Nights. And of course, the album was out. We were all Talks like, oh, my God, PM we're so, so excited. Back. And so then I was with some people that were like, there's rumors of a sister album. And I was like, You're, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And they were like, yes, Midnight's. East Coast Midnight is getting an album. West Coast Midnight is getting wow, an album. Wow, so people like, heard that. That's what was. That's what the rumor was. The heavy rumor on the streets of Halloween Horror Nights, which were as spooky and ooky as ever, by the way. And The weekend sure. has a haunted house. And I was literally screaming, running from The weekend From okay? Abel. From Abel himself. Yeah. So thinking in my head, while I'm running away from Abel in a maze theme to him and his music, I was like, is there about to be a 3 a.m. drop? And then lo and behold, at midnight, there was the Midnight's 3 a.m. version. And I was like, oh my God, the seven new songs, because of course she had to stop at 13 for the regular album. We all know numerically that's the girl. And then these seven songs, when I tell you I went home that night, for me, two out of my three favorite songs are in the 3 a.m. section. We could talk about this, but let's just say... The fact that you heard this at Universal Studios, let's just establish here now, if you want your Swifty news mm-hmm. first, 
the place to be is CityWalk. What you City, need to do... C- CityWalk is the source for Swifty News. Well, CityWalk is the center of Hollywood. It's actually why CityWalk was nominated one of the best um, neighborhoods in LA in the last yeah. Culture Resource Culture Awards. And actually, I believe it, I believe it oh. did not win. It, it did, did not win? win. Oh, no. CityWalk, CityWalk did win. CityWalk did win Best Neighborhood in Los Angeles. That makes a lot of sense because it really is. It's where the interesting artists are. I would say, and the people who are really plugged in with their ear to the ground of the entertainment industry are at City Walk. Absolutely. And at really renowned restaurants of great esteem and repute. What was it? They're having dinner at Bubba Gump. They're getting a post-dinner drink at Margaritaville. These are where the movers and shakers go. They're picking up a little, they're picking up a fortune cookie at Panda Express. They really are. They really are. And so... Like, yes, I'm there, I'm hearing it, and then the 3 a.m. version rolls around, and wow. And to find that that also had a concept, which you alluded to earlier. Would you Do yes. you want to get into that? Okay. So, I would say 13 tracks on the core Midnight's album are very sonically and thematically tight. Mm-hmm. It's contemplative, it's quiet, it's subdued. And I would say the 3 a.m. tracks are at the witching hour of 3 a.m., Mm-hmm. where your mind truly goes to some wild places, mm-hmm. that is the more emotionally um, unwieldy time yeah. of the night. Yes. And you really, your, your mind goes to the extremes. Midnight mm-hmm. is actually a pretty chill time of day. Y- that's the thing too. It's like, you know, when you're a baby and they tell you, oh, it's exciting to stay up till midnight on New Year's, you sort of get this thing in your head. You're, that it's you're, the most what, thrilling moment. Yeah. As your cognition is forming, you think it's a feat to stay up till midnight, but then you get to be an older person and mm-hmm. you find out that midnight is not so late. So the things you're thinking out about at midnight you can find in these first 13 tracks, definitely contemplative. Definitely. It's me by myself sort of thinking to myself, yes. but 3 AM. I mean, these are the, the issues that arise and cause a restless mind. 3 AM is where you go. I think there's been a glitch. 3 AM is basically when you go, did you see the photos? No, I didn't. But thanks though. First of all, like you're so right about like, the, the chaotic nature of the 3 AM tracks, because that first verse of Paris, I am obsessed, Bowen. I've never heard something so Taylor in my life. By the way, we should just say, a lot of people have been asking, is this a Taylor album or a Taylor album? I have an opinion on this, and I want to know if you share it. This is a Taylor album, but this album is Taylor having taken a breath. And this is is Taylor having said, you know what? I'm I'm certainly Taylor. I'm certainly on my shit, Mm -hmm. but I'm taking a breath so I can collect my thoughts. This is Taylor with... Sound mind. Mm -hmm. This is Taylor saying, let me use my talents, my gifts Mm -hmm. for a contemplative end. This is Taylor energy with Taylor lyrics. Truly Bravax Taylora again. But I just want to leave that in the folklore evermore era because this is something different. This is I agree. This is a culmination. I agree. I think I'm just gonna come out with it right away. Okay. I don't think this is Taylor. I don't think this is Taylor. I think this is something entirely new. And it just came to me, even though I proposed to you a new sort of binary breaking persona. And I, you did. I'm actually not going to present that here tonight at this time. Okay. What I am going to present is Allison. Oh. This album is the first Allison album. Oh. 
This is Sally. <laughs> <laughs> and this album is Sally with one Sally. L. With one L. Oh my God. This and, is a, and an I, not a, not a Y, a, an I. This is Sally. Sally. Um, I'm sitting in this. First of all, let me tell you something, Bowen. It's you. Hi. You are not the problem. It's not. It's you. not me. With this, with this assessment, you have really killed it, girl. I never stare directly at the sun, only in the mirror. Wait, should, let's go track by track. Okay, and, and let, I can't do well, this. Well, hold on. Can, well, can I can I actually explain? Okay, let me just quickly before we do track by track. Let me just quickly explain, Allie. I got my notes out, Allison. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us, educate the, us, the readers. Which, by the way, oh my god, dear oh my reader, god. oh my god, keep going. Not yet. There's a lot of lost culture in this al- yes. in this album, and we'll get into it. The Taylor Swift theory. The unifying theory of Taylor Swift is this is someone who is constantly making the self. She is constantly figuring out the identity. This is the mm-hmm. difference between Taylor Swift and, let's say, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is thinking about her legacy in terms of a community and in terms mm-hmm. of the greater sort of experience of her music, which is that mm-hmm. we all love and are obsessed with a Beyonce drop, right? Mm-hmm. And we can all sort of get behind a Beyonce album when it comes out. And her music is about a collectivism. Mm-hmm. It's about like my community. Let me give the spotlight away from me and put it on a big Frida on the house of Aviance on like, I'm just, and this is just Renaissance. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say this, this feels like a Renaissance like assessment. Yes. Yes. With Taylor, it is about an individualism. And I don't even mean this in a pejorative way. But mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's music is all is usually only about one person, mm-hmm. and usually ninety nine percent of the time it's about her. Yeah, this is really interesting because actually I, I was walking to get coffee earlier, and I was thinking that in the same regard, it's really interesting to see her lyrics start to turn inward mm-hmm. as opposed to outward. So the younger Taylor was always. Like the problem is with other people. Like mm-hmm. the issue, my issues are with other people. I've been wronged. I want something I can't have. It was very much connecting with her audience in the regard of like, we are externalizing. Yes. And then in the last few albums, and I think it's been really interesting to see her sort of bring this like Taylor performance energy, this like mm-hmm. fresh poppy fun performance energy and this vibe to mm-hmm. what is now, I think the first time that we're seeing her in a consistent block of like the last three albums turn inward. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she, yeah. like, for example, with Antihero, that to me is self-consciousness, anxiety, like anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, and honestly, it's Taylor being aware of Taylor and being like, sometimes I'm so humiliated by myself. Oof. And you know what I mean? Like if someone at her stature, that's like pretty bold. And for us to all understand and get on a certain level that this is a pop song that we all can enjoy, but it's very much about the individual. I don't think we've seen that since like, thank you next where we're like, this Mm -hmm. is this artist's song and probably no one else can ever do it in a way that's going to hit on this scale. That means such a specific thing for such a specific person. And that is a beat. 1000%. I've said this before. I'm like, Oh, my thing with Taylor's music is that like you can't really throw it on at the club, right? Like, and so it's not. So it is like because it's this confessional song singer songwriter tradition. But the thing, okay, so I listened to "Into It" by Sam Sanders. We love Sam. 
Yeah. He did an episode about Taylor Swift. He had on Ann Powers from NPR, an amazing music writer. And she has all these wonderful insights. And her idea of like the unifying theory of Taylor Swift is that it's someone who kind of like a Bob Dylan mm-hmm. was able to marry singer songwriter confessional person with um, writing about a persona. Yes. And kind of even more so than Bob Dylan, like is writing about the way she is perceived in a way that not that many people have really done in like modern recorded music. Yeah. And so Antihero is a perfect thing where it's Taylor Swift writing about Taylor Swift, which we yeah. haven't released. Even Blank Space, which is like her other self-aware bop is like pure Taylor. Pure. Because pure there, is one, there is one intent behind it and it's to tantalize. Totally. And so with Midnight's, you kind of realize as a listener that her whole career has been like the painter painting a self-portrait. It's mm-hmm. it's Van Gogh. It's like every now and then she'll paint a starry night, a, you know, a still life, a, a, a vase or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like the most impactful work and, and not in like a vain reason, not for vain sort of motivation is her painting herself. Yeah at different stages in her life. And then you go, wow, this is really interesting. And then it gets everyone talking. And so the reason why, like, I I, I do think that the online discourse is a little divided. People are like, it's not her best album. I don't understand it. I think it's because it is, again, that individualist thing where it's like, this is about me. Mm -hmm. And so that's harder for people to get behind because no one else is Taylor Swift. Right, exactly. And I also think lyrically, it's dense. And yes. in this type of music, that can sometimes be a little bit hard to find lyrically. Like, I feel like it took me, I loved it instantly, but it took me about two or three listens on each song to really figure Same. out what everything was about. Yeah. Because there's there's both a lot going on, and also it is weirdly Sparse. minimalist, too. So, yeah. But what I loved is, like, and what I've always noted about her is she is so good at just very simply getting an emotion across. Like I always go walk it all the way back to mm-hmm. you belong with me. You're on Ugh. the phone with your girlfriend. She's upset. She's going off about something that you said, cause she doesn't get your humor. Like I do like, this is what every girl thinks about the guy that doesn't look at her is wow. Like they're there. And it's specifically like latching into, she doesn't get your humor. Like I do. You Ugh. immediately know you are that girl. You are her. Like we are experiencing it. And to see her sort of get more intelligent with the way that she wields words and uses and just like becomes more emotionally intelligent over time. Mm -hmm. She has maintained that talent, but now it is her lyrics are this lyrically is her, her best album. And literally like there's something in every single song where I have to be like, what did she just say? Like Mm -hmm. ultimately an antihero, like um, I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Like that is really in, a, in what's going to be a Billboard number one Hot 100 hit, like, that is some shit. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's Altruism? Like, Mariah Carey is clapping. <laughs> You're so right. Verbose queens recognize verbose queens. Literally, Mariah is going to write Taylor a letter about this one. For sure. She's going to say, hey, girl, I just want to say. I see what you did the, there. I, I, knew, I know the thesaurus was out. Period. Indefinitely.
When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. 
Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. It's time for it's time for the track by track. It's time for the track by track. And um, so we hit play. And first of all, can I just say something? Because a lot of people are going to be like rolling their eyes. I know a lot of the tr- sorry, but fags that listen to this are going to be rolling our eyes because we didn't mention Carly Ray. Let me say two things. Oh my God. No, we got, I went to the Carly, Carly Ray. Ray. I went to the Carly Ray concert at the Greek the other night. She was so much fun. She puts on an incredible show. So great. All live. the hits. So great live. So, she looked stunning. Her backup dancers looked like Heather Gay and Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It wow. was so shocking. But her also her set was amazing. The moon was talking to us. Ketamine life. So ketamine life. Say and that. she knew what she was doing because she stopped one song in the middle and said, wait, wait, I want to take you into my fantasy. And I was like, this nymph is going off. Like it was giving Tinkerbell vibes in the oh. way Julia Roberts could never. Wow. Her album is fab, but I'm sorry. My, my, all my time and energy was taken up by this one thing. I did give Carly, Carly Ray a couple spins. Oh, you have to, uh, but you got everyone. It's everyone go listen. Shooting Star, Ben's uh, excellent album. Oh, my favorite is the first track. Surrender My Heart. Surrender My Heart. Uh, that's what I want from Carly Rae. You know what I yes, mean? Like just really solid song. I mean, I like that she is trying to do something a little bit like a beach house. I'm always like, I don't, I can't really, I can't really connect with this, but I like that she's taking a rest. Beach House is really giving Cobra Starship to me. It's giving good girls go bad. Uh-huh, uh-huh, At a beach uh-huh. house in Malibu. And I'm probably gonna hurt your feeling. I mean, that's a great hook. That's a good hook. Listen to Betty Who Big. Really solid oh, album. Yeah. Please. Oh, God, we're so spoiled right now. We're so we're we're really up to the neck in pop girly time. Oh you my know? God. And then the other day in the car, I just like was I was like, you know what? We're, we're putting on Renaissance for my ride to therapy and back. And th- that one's always going to be right there, too. Th- this has been a year. A wonderful year. But, uh, forget about it. You know where I'm going on, on Wednesday. I'm going to see the Muna concert. And if you're going to be there tonight, I guess. So, so tonight I will be at the Muna concert. Fucking Wednesday. getting my life. Um, all right. So are we going from track one? Let's go from track one. And we're doing all 20. Period. Period. Okay, track one, Lavender Haze. This, to me, when this started, uh, when when I heard, Meet me at midnight, I was excited. I was like, I'm sorry, but th- confirmed, this is a Taylor album. The way that she introduced herself, I was just, I, I was already smiling big. And you knew that, ah, ah, that was just uh-huh. going to be giving us vibes. Her vocalizations, <laughs> her random vocalizations are popping on this album. Okay, speak on this. I'm just saying, Ooh, ooh, uh-huh, that sweet uh-huh. nothing. I which I also love, and that's getting mm. erased. Like I'm just saying, like things that she found vocally here, like non lyrically. I just think they're up there with her best. Yeah. Okay. I trust this. Okay. My the thing that I always think about when I listen to this is the J Suite credit, mm-hmm. who a uh, wonderful writer producer has done a lot of stuff with Drake did heated on Renaissance. Yeah. And I saw when they dropped the credits like days before the release, I was like, this is going to be interesting. Cause I thought maybe it was going to be a Drake collab. 
I thought maybe it was oh, going to be a surprise Drake collab because there was a bunch of rumors that there was a Taylor Drake collab coming, uh-huh. which uh-huh. didn't happen. But also, who knows? Maybe it exists and we haven't heard it yet. Sure, sure, sure. This one, I didn't really know what to make of it on first listen. I was like, interesting. Like she, she's kind of um. The 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 track ones are always always interesting with her. Interesting with her. Yes, and I don't mean that in a in a bad way either no i mean like it's a it's a very deliberate thing every single time yeah like to me the one on folklore is a choice for the first yeah you know and Uh this was giving me the one like i'm doing good i'm on i'm on some new shit like Uh to me was giving like the same vibe as i've been under scrutiny yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, beautifully yeah oh yeah i was like okay so we're talking about the things that she's going through publicly here we go and i was like this is taylor this is and i thought oh i hope this isn't too indulgent in this regard but but then it was really just again she brought it back to the safety that she feels in this new feeling in the new relationship the lavender haze which i don't know if you saw her interview about this but she was watching mad men and someone mentioned being in the lavender haze which is feelings of new love that's sort of like hazy feeling of new love that nice comfort in a new um emotion that's positive and i love that she used this because the really the whole album to me is like starting and ending book ending as a love letter to joe yeah um and so in that way like by the time i got to the end i was like oh lavender haze is gonna hit really hard on second listen totally i think it's a sensitive song for gaylers for sure i think gaylers are incredibly betrayed because yeah. they they see the word lavender, they go, she's going to come out. She's yeah. going to come out. And now she doubled down on the hetero life. She's simply not queer. That's what she was saying with Lavender Haze. And that's okay. okay it's actually everyone? okay to be straight. Swifties, it's okay to be straight. It's actually rule of culture number 49. Swifties. Swifties. It's okay, it's to, okay, be okay to be straight. I've been saying that for months now. I'm going to start saying it today and then every day going forward for the rest of my life. Hey, everyone, readers, if you go up to a straight person today, just put your hand on their shoulder and just say, it's okay to be straight. It's okay. And And you can tell if they're straight. And we go. Because the outfits are terrible. Oh, my God. I dragged. Dragged. Well, it's interesting that you say, meet me at midnight. You understood that it was Taylor. Mm -hmm. Immediately. This This is the period that I meant to put on the end of my thought earlier, which is. Allie, Allison, this is Taylor singing about Taylor and vice versa. And therefore, Mm -hmm. it is the middle ground. It is collapsing the binary into the middle name, which is Mm -hmm. Allison. Yeah. Are you ready to say that Miss Big Girl, who we meet in the anti-hero video, is Big Al? That's Big Al. You gave her the name Tay. I I said, for me, me it's all caps, Tay. Tay. Like Tay yeah. Tay in the wind. Hey. I don't think Big Girl is Allie. Allie is <laughs> Allie is the person with the Zippo lighter. Damn. Allie is like wow. I'm peering into the plasma. I'm peering into this really because you can't touch fire, right? It's you like absolutely can. You'll get burned. You'll get burned. It sounds like a like, Taylor lyric from like Red. It, yeah, that's definitely Red era. But it's like that's Allie. Allie mm-hmm. is someone who is like, I am everything, everywhere, all, all at, once. at once. Shout out to Michelle Yeoh and the Daniels. Let's um, just make sure that we constantly keep their name in the conversation. 100%. Speaking the Daniels of, who directed episodes or one episode of Nora from Queens. Let's bring it back to that. 
Thank you. Let's move on. Speaking of excellence, Maroon, baby, the way we moved from lavender, this, can I say when an album gives colors, I can really see that. And I can really feel that. You're not colorblind anymore. No, I, I, this album actually cured my colorblindness. And can I say maroon is actually a tough color for me because it's a tough color for everyone. I'm sorry. I don't mean to erase. It's just, I never know if what I'm seeing is actually maroon. In fact, last night, I really wanted to wear a maroon shirt because I knew I was going to be around some Swifties at the party I was at. Mm. And I really have a hard time with that color. I often think maroon is, I I think brown Brown, is maroon sometimes, brown, purple, red. It's a really tough color for me. But when I heard this song, I opened my eyes for really, I think the first time and saw maroon and Bowen. I went out yesterday and I bought a maroon shirt. Congratulations. Thank you. Sit in that. That is so powerful to me that my friend who has been afflicted with colorblindness this whole life goes, I bought a maroon shirt. Yeah. One of the vaguest colors there is. And now my colorblindness is just a memory. Wick with your memory. Mm. That's a real fucking legacy to leave. Can you get out of here? No. 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 No, absolutely not. Well, t- talk about Maroon. I mean, my thing with Maroon is it's just like, see, it's giving me Lord. It's giving me pure heroin era Lord, which yes. is really my favorite Lord, to be honest with you. When I first experienced her, like, to me, she's digging in. I'm just like, everything about this song is just rich, just like the color. Sonically, this matches what's happening lyrically in a very full, complete way. To me, the definition of a vibe. Yes. Okay. And when you said, you texted me, this is if Dress exploded into a regular album. And honestly, Dress to me is a highlight of one of my favorite Taylor albums, Reputation, or should I say Taylor. And to watch Dress explode, to watch that seed become this garden, as you said on Instagram story, like a fucking poet, Mm. you said that. I was inspired by Taylor. I really, 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 I heard you say that and I was like, God damn it, what a time to be alive. I love <laughs> this vibe. Maroon is in my top five. It is. Of all. Taylor. Of, of no, of this album. I'm not oh, ready. Oh, I, oh. I can't. Like, it, But if I you're saying dress, I, I know for a fact that dress is one of your favorites. It is. In the whole of. And if Maroon is sort of like this sort of evolved or maybe laterally the sibling of dress. I mm-hmm. feel like it It really has a shot at landing. It, it does because dress is definitely in my top 20 of all time. I'll say that it's definitely in my top 20. Like it makes, uh-huh. a, it makes a greatest hits non-single version, like deluxe album for me, like on Taylor's. If I had yeah, to yeah, compile yeah. everything, I think it says it clearly is important. Like mm-hmm. in terms of her discography, because it is, it is really like a, a basis for what happened with this album. Yes. I fucking love Maroon. I love that you love Maroon. I love Maroon. And I'm, this might segue perfectly into the next track. The album made sense for me once you got to Antihero. Antihero made Lavender, Haze, and Maroon work for me. Does that make sense? I'm, I, it does. And I love that we can disagree in this way. Maroon was is the bridge or is the ramp up to I think the thesis of the album, which is Antihero. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy Antihero comes in the three spot. 
You know what I mean? I feel like it would have been tough to open up with Antihero because it's oh, just yeah. so it's just such a moment like, OK, so get this. Let's just play baseball for a second in a lineup in a lineup. You don't put your strongest girl first. You put the girl who's going to get you on base first, who can steal some bases and make sure that we get her home. Miss number three, three and four are really your power hitters. OK, uh-huh, so for Antihero uh-huh. to come out doing what it does in the three spot, that's giving baseball down. It's giving most valuable player vibes. Wow. It's giving the silver slugger. It's giving, <sighs> don't worry, girls, we're scoring runs on tonight because I'm up at bat. Because Antihero and Snow on the Beach are three and four, and they're going to knock it out of the park. Antihero is her best lyrics maybe ever. I simply, like I said before, self-consciousness anxiety album. And it's such a specific, thank God. Like I mean, just like this is one that I cannot stop listening to. And to see the video, I texted you. I was like, she is now, I mean, now we're actually visualizing Taylor and Taylor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love it. I mean, just like the analysis here of self, I I I have to take my hat off. Uh, your hat is on. You don't have to it's take it off. It's still on, but my, my hair is a mess right now. But you don't want to see it. <clears throat> That's okay. Don't worry. I I love you at any hair. That's a real fucking legacy to leave. That's a real fucking legacy. Now, God, she like was able to capture this, which is very. I'm gonna say Kate Bush. Mm. like that is like such a i'm never gonna say like avant-garde but it's very like 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 it's just very like something's happening she really went for something she hasn't done before i think antihero is kind of a standout in like her whole discography Mm -hmm. because it just Mm -hmm. yeah it's expansive and tight at the same time and also you know not I mean? for nothing, yes, and also to to endeavor to write a song that's going to do all of the work it's doing, it better be good. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, and also like I just I don't know. I'm just obsessed, like especially nowadays, that a song this good is a Billboard Hot 100 hit. If we're to look at the canon of songs in the past couple of years, just because of the way music pops off, like charts wise, like lately you don't always get like you know actual important music being number one because uh-huh. it's like i don't know the tiktok of it all etc but this just like feels i feel grateful for it well i think taylor is also she's not writing for tiktok but she knows no. that it's this force in music now and she goes and she understands that she enjoys being on it obviously and she's who knows what her fyp is but she's she understands how things get surfaced Mm-hmm. And she understands what makes certain songs take off on it. So I have a suspicion that she goes, what is a lyric that lends itself to like a TikTok thing? It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And then like people I can knew just fill in the blank. Exactly. You knew I knew immediately off. that that would, I was like, okay, well, that's going to be in a few hours. That's going to be the only thing you see mm-hmm. on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm the problem, it's me. Unholy found dead. Unholy was the only song on TikTok. That and the Beyonce challenge. That's a cuff it. And like now it's like you put on TikTok, it's only it's me. Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. I was going to compare it to like Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, which again, Mm. like number one, great song, but it's like a perfect like way for anyone to be like, what's my bad habit? This. And let me Mm -hmm. like, let me put that track on for Antihero, it's like, oh, what's my problematic thing about mm-hmm. myself that I'm going to, like, 
yeah display and like show to the world and it's cute it's innocent or you can get dark with it you can like you can kind of go any direction and i don't know i feel like taylor she's never gonna like sacrifice herself to a social media platform in that way no like she will always be about the songwriting like the story will always do the work in her music but like i think she knows how to like dial it up just enough for her to be like this is gonna fucking explode I mean, it also happens like again and again and again on the album where it just feels like, and that's kind of always been, she's always had these like little turns of phrase and like funny little weird specific things she said that would pop off. But like, you know, you can literally see in your mind's eye how many girls are going to do lately. I've been dressing for revenge and on the transition, like look like a fucking stunning hoe. You know what I mean? Like I just, my hats are off. Like honestly, antihero. I also love the video and I love when she sat on the roof with herself. That was giving me Fire Island vibes. Um, <laughs> Lost Coach is all over this album. Say that. And I said to you, I was like, I think you need to text the girl and say that we saw Taylor and Taylor in the video. We saw it. And we know that she's aware of the binary now. So is this a, is this a Lost Coach album? She did not text me back. You texted her? I texted her. I did. And I think maybe she... She's busy, is busy. She's busy. She's um, going to get back. She's going to get back. But um, I said, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm choosing to believe that Burbig says Tay, Taylor, Taylor in the video. And also Matt and I have decided that giant you is named Tay. <laughs> and I don't know if she'll see it, but she's going to see it. Honestly, well, uh, she, you know, she's getting so many texts. You know, th- wow. Can you imagine what Taylor Swift's phone is like when she when she, maybe she puts it away? I'm sure. I don't think so. I don't think so. Can I tell you, she's looking at her phone and that's okay. And she should. And she should. She's worked hard. Now, let's move on. Snow on the beach, shall we? Snow on the beach. Girl. Girl. This one, first of all, weird, but fucking beautiful. My girl's cursing on this album. Let's talk about the cursing. We hear fucking with a hard CK. You know what I mean? Like, really digging into the, my favorite way I hear people say the word fuck, like, fucking beautiful you really like gave you that uck energy uh-huh. in the booth uh-huh and much is being made about the history of the cursing mm-hmm. and i will say and admit that it has always kind of thrown me off just for a microsecond until maybe midnights where i'm like she's she's got it it is not getting in the way of my listening experience because even on the one i'm like oh i'm on some new shit like okay let me just get back. Let me just get back into this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I'm teetering just a little on the balance beam. Right. And now I go, good for her. Yeah. Now we say 32 year old woman who I believe curses. But <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm with you by every step of the way, by the way. I get it, what you're saying. It's like when you're, it's been her, it's been part of her journey. Yeah. Literally, it's going to be like when Ellie says to you one day, yeah, I'm dating this guy. You're going to be like, you don't say that. And, it's not fair for us to like think of Taylor Swift that way. Honey, we don't we should never gatekeep Taylor from of all things language. Are you fucking crazy? Who do we think we are? She she literally on a meta level, she says the word slur on this album. When you know she I mean? said later on in the album you were doing lines, I was like, Taylor, where is the pregame? What? Also You were oh, doing lines. Maybe I'll <laughs> say this for my own thing, so honey. But tantalizing. I, everybody on Twitter especially gay Twitter saying that she's, she did poppers in the studio for, I'm like, no. Oh, how brand new is that thought? Way to go, everybody. Well, I go, 
It's not a poppers album. No, I will say it is a fuck album though. It to me, it's a fuck album. It's a fuck album. It's not. It's not poppers at the club. Let's say no. And like everyone's going, this is ketamine. This is poppers. I'm like, can we just leave? The only drug that's referenced is cocaine. Yeah, maybe she's doing lines of K. I don't know, but like, it's a lot of K. It's a lot of K, and the nasal spray is now what's in fashion. Actually, I recently encountered the nasal spray, and I do think it's a game changer. It's it's efficient. It's very efficient. Yeah. I'm sure she'd be proud of us for using snow on the beach to transition into this nose drug uh, land. But wait, what do you make? What do you make of the the Lana the Lana feature? Because it is. I loved it. The, to me, the Lana feature was giving atmosphere in that same way that like the Dixie Chicks were were giving it on soon you'll get better. You know what I mean? Like and Marin Morris giving it on you all over me. Yes, you know oh, it's which, like by the way, so so good. But everyone's like, she fucked over Lana. No, no, no. no. I feel like Lana probably was even preferring to be an ambient force on the track it's also like can you be fucked over when you're on a track that's now going to be number four on the hot 100 just from being on there you went and hung out in the studio with taylor swift you gave ambiance and energy and atmosphere because she was inspired by what you do taylor swift said that she believes lana del rey is one of the greatest artists of our time this came from the horse's mouth and that she was so honored to be able to work with her on this like obviously taylor has been inspired by lana vibes like let's let's be real like i mean lana's huge lord is huge like there's other like little references here and there like that have been there since the beginning of her career but like they're big influences in terms of her move towards this type of music so i thought it was actually fucking kind of rad that mm-hmm. lana was on this track because it says it says to people that are like ah she's just making a lot of music it's like no mama i have actually mother Teresa's blessing she's here on the track she's giving <laughs> atmosphere so shut up i think this sort of is the full circle end to wildest dreams it's like you wrote a lana song and for i guess years now people are like she's writing too much lana she, she's just kind of cribbing Lana, but now it's like, no, no, no. I get like people ripping the feeling that there's a Lana reference in that. I said, let's get out of this town. I, I understand why people mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm. that, but then like the rest of the song and the energy of the song is so Taylor Swift like that, I, that I'm like, I don't, I, that was not fair. I think for people to be like that, but I, I disagree yeah. too. Oh, that bridge. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about while the streams were getting distracted. Uh, while the streams is my number one of all time. It's it still stands, but, um, but but yeah, snow on the beach. I just love the way that the chorus ends, like snow on the beach. Like I just love that, like like weird. It's like very weird mm-hmm. and downward. It's like mm-hmm. very sultry. It's it's very evocative. Like and yeah, I mean the weird but fucking beautiful. Again, like I can't wait to see the girls TikTok that one. I might even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Let's move on. You're on your own, kid. This one's getting lost, and it's a gem. Because you know why? I think people are feeling confused because they're like, this is not a track five. And at first I agree. It very much is. I was like, this this doesn't sound like a track five. It's not like, it's not her spilling her guts in that way that we're accustomed to at this point in her albums. But I think it's a track five with distance. I think mm-hmm. it's her, it's very much like um the lucky one uh, mm-hmm. off of Red. It's like her sort of, from a different point of view, singing about someone who is going through a very transformative time in their life. For me, this was very specifically about her. Oh, absolutely. It is about her, but I think it's her like looking Mm -hmm. back on herself. I I think maybe it's like Nashville era, like when she just moved there Mm -hmm. or just like definitely a a time in her career in life when she was like 
succumbing to whatever pressure she felt from the industry. Yeah. To me, this is about that thing of you felt it was going to be one thing and now it's another. And also wherever you go, there you are. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm, those are the mm -hmm. vibes for me lyrically with this. I mean, scanning the room of better bodies just to find out that my dream wasn't rare, like whatever that, 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 I mean, that to me is just like, that's That's giving diary. Yeah, that's, that's for real because. That's honesty zone. She's, she's, this is her honesty zone song. Very much so. And I also think it's a perfect track five for midnights. Because it's, I'm up thinking about this. The whole thing is like basically one long track five already. Yeah. And so why not like give it a little accent in that spot where you go, this is something a little bit different than what you're used to. That's Mm -hmm. my theory. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it's just watching this one get lost in the conversation. I think it's because any track five is going to have a high bar or people are going to feel like they want to be wowed by it by the time it's over. And I think because it's, it's been preceded by these, these tracks like an mm-hmm. anti-hero like feels like on another album maybe that's the track five right, right but then we have this one and i just also musically i really really like it Me too it's just it's getting lost and i think it's going to be a grower for people and i think by the time she plays this in the midnight stadium tour we're gonna we're all gonna be singing every word there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed, finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store, upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want 
to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. You know, I don't think this means anything, but I feel like I was sort of taken by the fact that there's not much guitar, almost no guitar on the 13 tracks on the core Midnight's interesting album, except for, I think, You're On Your Own Kid, where it's like, like it's, but it's just like, not that many chords. Like the progression is just like one note for the most part. Mm-hmm. And as in like, it's one, like it's just her Yeah, literally one note, yes. One note. Um, And so... I think that's just, it's a really, I think she knows to like switch it up at this point in her career. For album 10, it's like, let me actually do something else. I love yeah. it. I love it so much. No notes coming from me on your on your own kid. I just think we need to, you know, have some respect for it. I really do. Now let's get to, this is a really important one. This, this is, I love Midnight Rain. I love Midnight Rain. Mm. First listen, I was like, "This is this is a huge one for me." I love it in the like octave jump, like in the same. I I, I just I love that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The choice to modulate it down for the first mm. two times you hear that chorus. God, first of all, can we say Imogen is all over this album? Mm, that's that's also a huge influence. Clearly, clearly. And did you uh, readers? Did Matt Rogers not call it when he said, I'm expecting death cab postal service? I don't know what to say. Aesthetic. Uh, you are a seer. You are a li- witch. I, I don't WandaVision. know you what are WandaVision. to say. I, I literally, this is chaos magic because I, I, didn't, I didn't even like, honestly, it hasn't even been top of mind because I'm not thinking about like me being right no, about no, this no. shit. I'm just enjoying no. it. But I was right. And it literally gave the vibes that I said it was going to give. And I was texting with friends about it and they were like, they screenshotted early text being like, how did you know when you said the death cab thing? Like, how did you know? I was like, bitch, bitch. I feel I'm Taylor. I really do. I sometimes like, <laughs> I feel I'm Taylor. I I feel that way too. About I you. Fucking love this song. And I literally like it. It's, it's just like, you think like in the, in this middle section of the album, like, all right, now are these the ones that are side out, sort of hanging out here because they're the ones that like ostensibly, like maybe we're not loving as much like this. Ne- it never drops. No, for me, like, Midnight Rain, and then into Question. I fucking love Question. I think, thank God for this conversation, because I'm realizing the more we talk about it, the more I love it. Because I will say, 
even after day one, I was like, I don't know where to place this album in the in the great ranking. Pantheon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But Midnight Rain into Question, which is like where you turn the damn vinyl around on side B. Oof. A great little schism, a great break in the progression of this album and the story it's trying to tell. Or it's not even it's telling a story, I think, as an album, but I think it's also just like vignettes. It's like in a similar way to folklore and evermore, like it's just little stories and thematically yeah. linked by this thing. But it's, I think it's a stronger theme than those. You know, what's funny too. Like, so when, when I first heard this album was being announced, I had heard this weird random rumor that what was supposed to happen this year was that the 1989 re-release was supposed to happen this year. And then I think she ran into some maybe legal stuff or like something happened with it where she pivoted uh-huh. and then it was going to be, the whatever album it was. And then when I heard it was Midnight's and it was a concept album or it was presented as a concept album, mm-hmm. I almost thought to myself, is this going to be songs from the entire span of her career that she's going to repurpose and like make into like, you know, suddenly oh. feel new. I, I thought maybe is, was it a concept album that way? Like in that she was literally reaching back throughout her life, but like lo and behold, like I'm so happy that, and she has said it herself. She's debunked the rumor. Like this is all new work. She said yes. that, yes. but like, that I think I'm really happy about because she has the like peace of mind and also ability to look back on the things that she's gone through and like also assess where she was so that it doesn't feel like necessarily, you know, it's it, so it doesn't feel super, super Taylor in the lyrics. It feels Taylor in the lyrics with Taylor mm-hmm. energy because she's had mm. the time and the space, but still the things that she's singing about, you can tell still really still probably keep her up. I mean, you yeah. know, like, by the by, the time we get to woulda, coulda, shoulda, I'll have more to say about this. But like, the, there are certain things that you don't ever really come to terms with, and it feels like there are certain things in her life that like pop up, and she drops things like you know her age when she is talking about a certain thing, or you know Easter eggs for Taylor fans that like only we would know that we know exactly where to place this in terms of her emotional and public life, so that we can sort of have a better glimpse in, but. I'm really happy that she wrote new work about things that she's gone through in her life and mm-hmm. not like reached back and like it, it didn't feel vaulty. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Totally. No shade to the vault tracks ever. Never, ever. But they're vault tracks. But they're vault tracks. They were not the front facing works that like she like initially released. And so right. like that's its own little narrative. Anyway, Midnight Rain. I mean, I really don't know what to say other than I love it. Perfect. I mean, question. Perfect. That's just fun. And also the thing about being kissed in a crowded room with all your friends. I was like, you better go off, Taylor, and explain a situation that you and very few people know. <laughs> Have you ever been in a crowded room and someone kisses you and everyone's making fun of you with them and clap? <laughs> 15 seconds later, they're all clapping too. Relatable queen. <laughs> Wait, I can't tell. You're saying that is relatable? No! <laughs> <laughs> But okay, for me, the, the the only way I related to this, and I'm gonna get a little honesty zone, is like, it's like I get I get a little embarrassed anytime I'm like making out with someone. It's so at the club, mm-hmm. and then you're you're you went with your friends, and they're all going, "Oh my god, who is Bowen with?" I know, and sometimes mm-hmm. they even see you do it, and they yell out, "Someone's not discerning." Who has done that? You did that to me on New Year's Eve, bitch. I didn't. When. On New Year's Eve in Mexico City, I made out with that guy. And you said, someone's not discerning. I didn't say that. Bowen, I could I make that up? 
I'm so sorry. That's so awful. And I'm so sorry. But Bowen, I'm really not that discerning. (laughs) I thought it was funny. And I also thought I brought it up to you. I have such amnesia about this shit. That is so mean. I'm a mean, I'm a bitch. You you were being a fun bitch. And also in the grand scheme, it didn't really matter, but I did remember it. And I did think to myself, like, could I, I could make an issue of this, but I'm going to choose not to. Oh, Matt. Okay. You (laughs) call me a whore. Why don't you? (laughs) No, no, no. That's not what I meant. I just meant, because I'm certainly not discerning. Yeah. Well, we we all know this to be true. And, (laughs) and you have been, see, that is the difference between you and I is anytime I, am with someone that who does not meet your standard uh, you tell me you tell me in a very clear thoughtful mm-hmm. way and i might do it in a way to you that is <laughs> just vitriol you're and more so taylor sorry. and i'm more taylor in that regard <sighs> i'm sorry you don't I, have to wow. apologize to me ever i thought ultimately no, i think it's of funny course i do <laughs> okay well anyway but the, okay, so, the, so so then the thing that I guess we don't relate to is the 15 seconds later they're all clapping too. Like what what happened in those 15 seconds? I wonder. I think probably that you know it's that moment of like you kiss someone at a party or whatever, and then like they go away, and then you turn to your friends and they're like, "Oh, uh, what?" And then you go, "Girl, I don't know." And in that 15 seconds, everyone's like, "Oh my god, isn't life funny?" And then everyone's clapping like this. We're all clapping for the situation. We're all clapping. And the, for the way situation. we'll look back on it later. And that all can take place in 15 seconds. Period. I love that. A period. beautiful time capsule, a beautiful period. Shall we talk about um, vigilante shit? Yes. And I am still on a journey with this one. I like that she kind of has like a Billie eilish song, like an FKA Twigs, early FKA Twigs type mm-hmm. song. I feel like this is peak Taylor in the album, period. Yeah, to me, this is this is like a reputation track. This to me is like more blatantly I can see on another album. For me, if, if if there was a one that I was on the longest journey with, it was this one. But then there is some shit here that I really, really, really like. I me mean, too. I like like the fucking line about the doing lines. Like it, it's essentially like she'll never take her foot off Scooter Braun's neck. And also, and why should she? No, she she shouldn't. And also, it sort of connects later to karma too, but which because because you can tell Scooter is one of those things she will never fully let go. I love it, and she probably will make music about this forever, no matter where she stands on it or how she views it. It feels like we're always going to get content about this because it was a betrayal on a scale that needed to be, and in a weird way, like she made it public explicitly, yeah, in a way that that truly really bothered her, and then to hear her you know, talk about his white collar crimes. Cause he, he really is like a flop. He, yeah. I, I respect it so much from her because this is someone who values work and her art so mm-hmm. much that if mm-hmm. you come after that, yeah. she will kill you. Yeah. Cat eye drawn. So sharp. It could kill a man. Okay. Kill you I, with her. I'm going to bring in Mandy more into this conversation because she gives a line reading in tangled mm-hmm. that I think is, so impactful. And I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I need to hear it. It's at the very end when Mother Gothel played by the incredible Donna Murphy. Yeah. It's like she's about to kill Eugene. She's about to kill Zachary Levi's character. Mm-hmm. And then Rapunzel is begging Mother Gothel to not kill him. And then she goes, but if you kill him, then I will never stop trying to run away from you. Wow. And I'm like, that is... Oh my God, I have chills. <laughs> Do you really? Well, Mandy's vocal performance in that was absolutely stunning. Stunning. Oh my God. Can we talk everything? And finally feeling that 
That's when my life I'm a bitch. My voice is so... I, I, I've been partying a lot, so I'm not going to be singing. Certainly not belting out tunes from Tangled, the hardest no, music no, to no. ever sing. Sondheim found dead. But Mandy with that line reminds me of um, Taylor with Scooter. It's like she will never stop coming for this man. No, no. Her foot is on his neck forever. We respect. We okay. respect. Bejeweled? I love Bejeweled. To me, like the first time I listened through, I was like, Bejeweled really stands out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fun. A fun it's track. It's really about- fun. <laughs> it's. I think it's like the closest thing to like club banger. Yeah. That we have on the album. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would throw this one back to like 1989 almost. It's very like, you know, you know what? I'm having fun tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the one where she's like, and by the way, I'm going out tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, love it. I love it. Perfect. She's throwing this one over her shoulder. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. We may have to move faster because damn, we're, we're dig- digging into we're this. We're really digging into Labyrinth. It's giving vibes. It's giving a, it's giving, taking a breath. Mm. It's giving that point in the album where we're just like, okay, now let's, it's a cool down. You know what it's I a mean? Cool down. Let's stretch before we kind of do the home stretch. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really like, uh oh, oh no, I'm falling in, in love again. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. It's, it's, it's really good. Uh, there's just, there's a lot. You know what this gives? Treacherous in a way. I was just going to say. Yeah. Wow. The way my sister understands. It's so like you self surrender. You surrender mm-hmm. to the thing that you're already going through. And yeah. I, I'm obsessed with that as a concept when Taylor writes about it. Well, because that that emotion is so core in Taylor, this thing of like being at the precipice of a big emotional decision and deciding to take the leap, that is so her. And so like, it's nice to have a spiritual big sister to treacherous now in this way, because, mm-hmm. you know, in all of these ways, we've heard Taylor update herself and like call back to herself, but also it's sort of that same idea of wherever you go, there you are. Like mm-hmm, she's still mm-hmm. that same girl. Totally. But now we get to hear her express that in such an interesting way from treacherous to labyrinth. I mean, there's a dissertation there. Absolutely. But I wonder if they're teaching it in that Taylor Swift songwriting college course that exists. Can we just do one day in that class where we get to lead the lecture? I would like to go, I would like to go in and like, honestly, I want to do two days. I want to go one day where we go sit in on a class and then uh-huh. another, the second day where we lecture. Well, no, I want to do lecture one day and then I want to literally TA. Mm. God, what, what do we call It's the class after the lecture. What is it? Oh, what are the, those um, a colloquium. Recitation. I want to do the lecture and then I want to do the recitation where it's smaller groups. And you and I, you and I split the class in two mm-hmm. and we each lead a smaller recitation where we all like discuss, like just like a little discussion. I'm sad what? that we're split up. I, I think we, what, what do you mean? I don't want to, I don't want you to be over there teaching with them and me over there teaching with them. You're going to have the funner group. I don't think so. You're the more, everyone's going to be like, I I wish I were in Matt's. You know, they won't say that. Yes, they will. (laughs) Matt, I think you, I don't think you understand that you are, you are the shining star. Karma is the next song on the album. And don't you feel that people are gravitating towards this one? Like it feels like the energy is with karma. Do you understand the backstory behind this? No. So there is a theory that October 2016, Taylor Swift 6 mm-hmm. was going to be um, an album called Karma. 
Correct. Oh, yes, yes. I did hear about this. Yeah. Yes. And it got tossed because her public image was in danger. Because because of the whole, like, you know, Kim right. tape. So then they had to scrap most of it. And I'm sure some of the songs kind of got sprinkled throughout Lover and Reputation. Maybe even Folklore Nevermore, but doubtful. But uh, Karma was supposed to be the sixth album. And then, yeah, and then they had to, like, sort of push the calendar, like, because it was just every two years in October, that was the yeah. release window. And in some way, releasing this album in October 2022 is, like, her, like, getting back to that timeline, the original mm. timeline. And October 21st, 2022, Taylor Swift, 12,000 days old. Uh, what? Do you think she knows that? Do you think that's intentional? I don't know, but it is intentional that it's also Kim's birthday. Ooh. There's a lot of closed loops here, Okay. I love it. And with Karma, I feel like it is closing the loop on that in a way where it is oh god, a song that was meant to be on that album, I think. Because I feel like Karma is a little bit of a departure. Because like Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is my boyfriend! Karma like, is a god! I love it. Doesn't it feel kind of like... It kind of stands out a little bit. And even <laughs> sticking out a little bit. You want to know what? It's more... Um... Because we've also we we've heard her talk about this a little bit in the album already, mm-hmm. and and, it, and vibe wise, it is a little bit more. It is a little bit more fun and like more intentionally like, you know, like I feel like I'm like you know skipping down the road when I. But just yeah, this yeah, idea, yeah. like I love what I love is like the lyric rub against the type of song it is because it is mm-hmm, like a fun mm-hmm. pop song. It's probably the most straight up pop song on the album. I would say, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. until we until later when we get to. My truly my favorite song, which I, we haven't yet spoken about, <laughs> but um, I feel like to end this song with the idea of karma's a relaxing thought, like that she's really letting us into the darkness there because she's like, you know what? Actually, maybe this doesn't make me a good person, and you can judge me if you want, but it actually makes me feel good to know that karma will get these people. Like, no, these people are not going to get away with this shit. You know what I mean? And here we Mm -hmm. are sitting here this week and Kanye is, there's, there's no coming back. Done. There's it's, I mean, he's, he's completely done and it is, it's now crossed over whatever line you were waiting it to cross. It's crossed. Like not to even Mm -hmm. give him Mm -hmm. any more space on this, but like, I'm sure everyone knows like what he's been saying, the fucking anti-Semitic shit he's been saying. He's a complete maniac and a monster. And if he needs help, he needs to go get it outside of the public eye because unfortunately people are still fucking listening and it's sick and he's bad for the world and karma got him period. The closed loop here, I think is really apparent. Yeah. Again, I'll say just on a lot of levels. And um, there is some chatter about how, like, why is she still singing about her grudges? And I think it's just like part of it. I think you have to embrace that as part of her like musical motif. There's something about her that's a little vindictive. And I also think that she she would not hesitate to say that. I mean, she's admitting to it here. Like she says, yes, yes, karma's yes. a relaxing thought. I am relaxed. I am at ease mm-hmm. thinking of you, someone who's hurt me, being in yeah. pain. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. That is that is vindictive anthem. Totally. And that is something that not everyone would admit to. You know what I mean? And especially like in this fun little cute song, sonically. You know what I mean? It's just... It's almost really interesting that that thought, which is a really deep, dark thought, mm-hmm. comes in this like song. She's like coos in her head voice. 
You know what I mean? I just love it. I know. I know. It's way more interesting than you think. Oh, 100%. Okay. Um, Next song, Sweet Nothing. I'm obsessed. It's the closest aesthetic match to like the promo materials of this album leading up mm-hmm. to it. 70s, mm-hmm. folk singer-songwriter, Judy Sill, you know... Carol King, like yeah. Laura Nero, that kind of thing. It's so sweet. It's just, it's beautiful. And I mean, Mr. William Bowery appears on this one. Yes, yes. And if that's him playing the piano, you better go off. That that he he's that talented. little electric keyboard. No, very yeah. Um. Oh, the electric keyboard. Yes, whatever. That's what I meant. Um, whatever. But, yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. I wasn't correcting you. Um, it was sweet nothing, and then ooh. This is just campfire. It's giving, it's giving, we're writing this song and we're having fun and we had a great time writing it and it's sweet. And it's just like a nice little sweet little offering. I just, mm-hmm. I love it. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. I love sweet nothing. Mm, it's a, it's very um, New Year's Day without like the circumstance around it. You know, it's just like, it's just like a mundane beauty. Yeah. It's not like, it's not, it's not even like the, the morning after a party. It's just, oh, this is our everyday life. Mm-hmm. Really and nice. I also love that it's so clearly like a collaboration between them that then leads into Mastermind, which mm-hmm. is about like the totality of yeah. the, the, the courtship. Yeah. What a great closer. Mm-hmm. The way that it goes into Mastermind, just like, and also how plainly it ends. Like it just like, and now you're mine. Boom. Like, I just, I, I think, yeah, it's that thing of like, when you see, someone or you feel like that pull towards someone and like you know she's saying like yeah i say i'm calculated but guess what like it actually got me quite the prize at the end of the day someone i've been with for like six years now at this point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like the fact that she she sounds relaxed on this track you know what i mean like it's like the, the track drives but she sounds like vocally she sounds very happy and relaxed. And I also want to compliment her vocals on, on, on this album. She's, she's really, really, really lived in. And I was talking to someone, my friend, Darren, who said he was, um, he was missing some big vocal moments, but for me, it's like the intention here, like, especially like, um, at the end of Antihero, when she lets it get really like ugly sounding. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. and I mean that, and I mean that in like a, in a complimentary way, but like, to me, there's, so many colors to her voice in this album just as a lyricist and as a vocalist i think this is a peak i think she understands that her vocal singularity is that it's sharp she has Mm -hmm. a sharp voice as as in not like uh it cuts through like not the accidentals it cuts through yeah and she doesn't need to belt in order to make the impact you know she doesn't need to do like the big vocal turns in order to like get you to pay attention you're paying attention Mm -hmm. because she's like making a choice that doesn't really go big on the sort of melody necessarily, even though she is this like incredible songwriter. I was going to say with like Labyrinth, it's like, um, she goes like, she's singing in the head voice. And then, uh, Oh, I'm felt like she, she, she knows what she's. Yeah. Like leveraging in each thing. Yeah. She's very accurate and resonant and evocative in that way. Mm -hmm. Like she, she, and I think that probably also does come with her being the songwriter is like, she knows exactly where her voice is going to fit into the structure of what she's doing to make people feel a certain way. And also she, she knows where to place things. Totally. Even calling back to anti-hero with the tale as old as time. 
like just like the mm-hmm, atmosphere mm-hmm. that that gives that and the the place in her voice that she uses she's really good at creating atmosphere with her voice that's and what this I whole album is that is a compliment i would give this entire album is that it feels like you know there is actually a, a real range there because it's almost like two or three different people you know what i mean like when she's down here it feels like one thing and then that ah it feels like another person. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's almost just like oftentimes in the same song, and especially in Antihero as well, you hear these different people saying these different things. It's like that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. While we're talking about this, and as we're ending the 13 tracks, there's a lot being made about how you people can't tell the songs apart from each other, how they all sort of blend together. And I feel like that is also intentional. That is also like She's creating like the closest thing to ambient music that she's mm-hmm. done. Folklore Nevermore, I feel like maybe, but I, don't, I, I think those are supposed to be differentiated projects and each song has its own sound. With Midnight's, I feel like she is going after something, a patchwork of different Midnight's in her life, as we know, and how there should be some sonic thread that yeah. kind of ties them all together, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very easy thing to say about something that has a high expectation. Totally. You know what I mean? When when you turn something yes. on initially and you're like, oh, all oh, these sound the same, or like, this is this is more vibey, which I think a lot of people were sort of saying, and it was, I mean, I, of course it I, is a vibey album, but I, I, I hear a little bit of like an insult in that, to be honest with you. Like, me too. I can't explain why. Um, almost like she caved into doing what all the girls are doing, which is like vibe music, which if you really listen to this, like, yeah, maybe she is, maybe it's a vibey album, but there's like tons of peaks and valleys here. It's not, you know, that sameness is not, it's not negative. It's not working against it. But my thing is like, when you were listening to something like right away and it's that eventized type album and you need mm-hmm. a pull, I just feel like that's a very easy thing totally. to say about the album. And like, we're not giving this enough space because it's of the biggest album of the year, obviously like whenever she releases an album, it is, or it's up there at least in the top three of this year. And I feel like, you know, it's just, that's a little knee jerk for me, that, that comment. Totally. And I hope we've matured as like, listeners in the streaming era i'm just talking about Mm. all of us like everybody um because i think like we all sort of understood like with the other biggest album of the year renaissance it's like yeah this is this is dense this is amazing let's like really sink our teeth into this yeah i was kind of soothed by the fact that there people were not like jumping to a conclusion with renaissance necessarily like it was obvious well i did hear that a lot though yeah i did hear a lot of people being like i wish i felt like you know the songs um jumped out in different ways like it wasn't just a piece of collective work which i actually think it's actually strong in both regards like you can turn that on at the club and let it play and have a great fucking night but also like there and no skips but also those songs are all extremely or you cherry pick you yeah you're cherry pick the ones that you want in the mood which um, is happening now. You see people starting to like, now that Renaissance has been out totally. for months, it's like people are, you know, there's, there are tracks that people like, like it's, people yeah. are saying that less now that they've had time to marinate in it. And so I would say, let's afford Taylor the same thing. Well, I just think maybe that is like the shift in the listening habit for everybody in our, yeah. at least our generation where it's like, this is going to be the thing with all big albums going forward is that like, we're going to have the poll first mm-hmm. and then it's going to be a grower or it's not. And mm-hmm. then that's, it's it's whatever it's it's sort of part of it
there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. You know, Bowen, I sleep well. And I know I you do. I attribute that in many ways to the mattress that I sleep on. We both sleep on the Helix Midnight Mattress. It's given us sweet dreams aplenty. And the Helix lineup offers over 20 unique mattresses, including the reward-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections, the mm. Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids Mattress, designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts everywhere. Say it again. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Unique girl, the way you sleep is perfect. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash losculturistas. That's helixsleep.com slash Culturistas, this is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Let's do the 3 a.m. So 3 a.m. rolls around Eastern Standard Time. Were you did you stay up for it? Or did you wake up and see this? I woke up the next day to your Instagram story of a song called Paris. And I go, what (sighs) is this? And I immediately I immediately listened to Paris. Um saw Dear Reader and my blood went cold as a track. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And again, we're not saying that like 
No, we wouldn't dare say that. It's not, it's not a reference to us, but wow, what a thing to wake up to for me. That's all. <laughs> what a gift for the readers and all of us. Like that there's a song called Dear Reader on an album that very much explores the dichotomy of Taylor and Taylor. Literally. Hmm. Boss Culturistas is all over Boss this Boss is all over this album. I, She's coming on. Taylor's coming on. She wants to do the pod. Taylor, <laughs> please come on the pod. We will give you the best interview. Zane Lowe will fucking shake in his boots after he listens to this interview that you, me, and Matt will have. I mean, this is an open invitation for Taylor Swift to get on the podcast Lost Culturistas. Let's just say Taylor that. Taylor Swift, who accepted two awards at the Lost Culturistas Culture Awards, did not have to send in videos. Thank you so much for doing that, Taylor Swift. We will never thank you enough. That's a real fucking legacy to leave. That's a real fucking legacy. Anyway, um, okay, The Great War. Enter Mr. Desner. Enter Mr. Desner. I love, I was a little bummed at first when I was like, there's no Desner on this album. Aw. Mm-hmm. Great War, lovely sort of Because he is thing. on this track, right? Yeah, he's done most what, of the tracks yeah. for the 3AM one. What I mean to say is like, if we thought we were getting none of him, I remember I was with Jared and he opened his phone and immediately looked at the song credits and he we saw Aaron Desner and we were like, yes. We were like, okay, so she was just holding this back a little bit, but we are still yeah. collaborating with our new pal. Yes, yes. Um, great War, wonderful. Um, a lot of historical allegory here. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes her history. She's a history buff. Yeah. She'll be telling you, oh my, what, what a marvelous soul. <laughs> um, and Last Great American Dynasty. Oh, yeah. War. Like, she she knows to, like, intentionally dip her toe into, like, <laughs> quote unquote, for lack of a better word, Americana. AP US history. AP US history. You know she got a five. I would imagine. Um, Bigger than, than the, the whole, whole sky. sky. This is a sweet little, sad little song. And I, I, I people are sort of speculating that it may be about a miscarriage, that mm-hmm. it may be about some sort of loss of some kind, not necessarily her own. But of course, we see lately Taylor has been exploring the concept. And really, it's been for longer than people think or say, but definitely more vividly lately of writing mm-hmm. from the perspective of others. Um and I think this possibly could be that, but what a lovely song. I yeah. mean, it really is just so sweet. Sam Sanders and Ann Powers were talking about something else on this episode of Intuit, where Sam quotes Taylor in Miss Americana and is like, Taylor says this amazing thing, or she like references this this this, this thing in, about fame, which is that like you are frozen mm-hmm. as a woman, especially. You're, you're frozen at the age that you were famous, that you yeah, became famous yeah. in, right? And then Sam is like, is that why like people still sort of like talk about Taylor and think about Taylor as this teenage girl? Mm. Like, is this why people are having trouble moving, like growing up with her or think or like understanding her to be a woman, mm-hmm. you know, like a, like an adult person? Um, and then Anne Powers goes, I think it's because she has not had a mm. child yet the childless woman in America or in the world is something that is uncomfortable for people. They don't know what to make of a woman who does not have a child. And so therefore she's even more locked into teenage selfhood to other people. Like the persona is sort of like snagged in that for better or worse. And I don't know, this might be a little morbid to tie into bigger than the whole sky. If it is about a miscarriage, even if it's not her own, but like, I think she understands how that feeds into the meaning of her, you Mm -hmm. know, I yeah. think that's really interesting. 
Yeah. I mean, tossing all the way back to Ronan, like she's, she, I was gonna bring up Ronan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's a great actress in her music. I mean, like mm-hmm. she really, she really is. And this to me, like it, it might be a spiritual sister to that. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in that it does feel like it's about something heavy and specific. And that, that that's like something like on the other side of the fence that you'd know not to ask about. Right. Right. But right. the song is evocative. And I think could, match up with anything you know what i mean like when i first listened yes. to it i was like was this about a loss of a relationship and then i feel like no i think it's no. it might even be like rorschachy and like you know it, this could be whatever obviously it might be something to her but i wonder if she'll ever comment on what this is about i would like to hear it yeah but if she wants to keep it private then absolutely and the fact that it's a 3 a.m track you know mm-hmm. like where is this existing in the file cabinets of her mind totally Okay, talk about Paris because I I need to maybe get on board with Paris because I, it's it's the one that I gloss over. I don't know why. You're kidding me. First well, of all, I, I, I want to tell everyone I'm now on TikTok, and I was eventually able to figure out my TikTok. So Bowen and I did a live last week where I couldn't figure out how to make my TikTok videos public, which is very Matt Rogers, very calling back to when I thought my computer didn't make PDFs because you had a porn virus. Because I thought I had a porn virus that made my computer unable to make PDFs, and I was sort of experiencing that narrative the other day when I couldn't get my TikToks to go public, and I was frustrated because I thought I was actually kind of slaying. Mm. So the more I'm on TikTok, the more I sort of realize like, oh, this might not be good for me because I think it's eventually going to reveal who I am, which is sort of like a basic little boy who loves Taylor Swift. So I hear the song Paris. I absolutely lose my fucking mind. I couldn't (laughs) believe the rhyme scheme of Paris and some where else. I loved that. Like some people are taking issue with that. I think those people should go to jail. Oh, I am so obsessed with this song that I got on my TikTok and Bowen. I did a humorless basic ass that's TikTok okay. to no, Paris like I was a Gen Zer. The comments are so funny. The comments are like millennial jumped out. Like, okay, the sure, millennial sure. Taylor. One person commented on my thing. I need to see less YT fags on my on yeah. my on my timeline. And I literally, I almost re- responded. I agree because I was so sick watching this TikTok that I created. But the earnestness, I, I felt it was earned no, because of apologize. what this song did to me. I unapologetically keep that TikTok up. And also my transitions are fucking good. Okay. So get get into it. This song has taken me like out of who I am and brought me somewhere else. The first verse, I, I, it's so chaotic to me in the best way. And just the... The way that it's so verbose and then the chorus just drops you on the song like we were in Paris. Like unless you sit and like Mm. be in that new atmosphere. I'm like, come on. This is a evocative pop song. This is what I love. This is an emotional evocative pop song. It takes you there literally. It is kind of giving me Carly Rae in a in a way in a way mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. giving me light, romantic, fun, effervescent. I would I would say is the word. Um, I just I absolutely love it. To me, like this is the song I keep listening to. For me, mm-hmm. it's the, it's the super bass of the album. It is that bonus <gasps> track that pops. It is it is that that girl on the back half that was revealed later. That we will remember this one and woulda, coulda, shoulda, which we'll get to. But you got to get on board with Paris Bowen because it's also an opportunity for us to be really stupid singing it. I was going to say before you you even said that part, before you invited me in, I was like, I'm, I'm sold. You've never, as soon as you said super bass of the album, I said, 
It is. And that was the beginning of our friendship. And when have you ever led me wrong? I love this song. I am obsessed. And I don't want this song to get lost. Because again, like, I don't think it is. And I've been posting this song a lot. And people are being like, my favorite. Yes. And we we need this song. And I was Uh like, what puts this... I guess the 3 a.m. distinction, like whatever this was for her that made it a 3 a.m. song. But I was like, this is it's big because it's big. It's yeah. grand. And yeah. I feel like there was there it's was, too big for the first 13. I was going to say, like, yeah. there was a, a a choice to kind of subdue the core album, which I respect. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And I respect that. This is this is sweeping. This is like, whoa. Yeah, this is. You know what? It's giving state of grace. Mm. it's like expansive in the way that it is like it's up it's down it's out it's like you saying that it takes you there we are in paris and you're there i believe that i see it this is a 1989 track sure it's very like new romantics which by the way came on the other day i said god damn this is a good song a song and a half she's a great actress in that song Uh, 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 uh. she's a great actress in that song like (sighs) it's it's poker you can see it in my face, but I'm about to play my ace. Like, whoa, what did you do there? Why did you do that to me? And that's what I love about Paris. Like Paris, this first verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your ex-friend's sister. <laughs> I mean, I just yeah. love it. And the outfits were terrible. I loved it. I was like, first of all, it's giving son time in that uh-huh. like, the notes are the emotion. Everybody laughs. It had to be sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had to be sad. And I'm saying Paris Revolution, French Revolution. That's how I feel about Paris. Wow. So it is actually, no, it is 100% giving Sondheim. I said it and I'll still say it. It is very like, it's not the same song, obviously. But yeah, like, on their own behalf. It's very <sighs> Elaine Stretch. It's very <laughs> Elaine. It's giving. Okay, High Infidelity. Love. Love. Love this one. Desner is back. And also just again, like it's, it's weird. Like what would preoccupy her about this? You know, but it's again, I feel like this takes place outside of herself as well. Yes, 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 yes. Which I love. Um, It makes it fun for a Desner track too, because it's like, that's, it feels like that's where she really started exploring that, like writing from the perspectives of others. Like this feels like that, to be honest. Totally. Um, I am Big, big, big into glitch. You have been a glitch, Stan. That's my. I think there's been a glitch. But it's this is maybe since like, and I might be wrong on this, but I feel like since sad, beautiful, tragic. Yeah, her most textured vocal. Mm-hmm. You can hear the years on her in a way that I love. Yeah, and also like you can hear her like working things out. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's uh-huh. like the way this doesn't really make sense for me. Like emotionally, why is this happening? You know what I mean? Like it's and it's just this to me. I feel like maybe could have been on the regular album. I agree, but it, I understand why it's here because it's it's a complicated lyrical emotion. Yeah, and so I feel like it belongs on the three AM in that way. Absolutely, and like the guitar there's something really bold about the production on this yeah where like the guitar is getting like dialed it's being wiggled it's literally like it's it's not even like a vibrato or anything it's but there's something really innovative about it yeah like if you really listen to 
the soundscape of this. Like, yeah. it's, it's really, really cool. It's experimental and doesn't really make sense, but works. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, what it could have should have. Let's talk about this. <sighs> this is a moment. This is, I mean, <sighs> I damn sure would have never danced with the devil. I, when I heard that, I was like, how dare she? Like, that hook, because I damn sure never would have danced dance with, the with the devil. The pain was heaven. I love it. It really just, it all pays off in the end. The way, the way it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And you're like, damn. Yeah, How? God rest my soul. I miss who I used to be. Honestly, and then when she takes it up it, at the end into her her big register, I'm like, first of all, one of the great Taylorisms on this album that's like a timeless one is I regret you all the time. I, I oh. regret you all the time. First of all, let's just say let's call it space This is about John Mayer. This is about. Whatever trauma she experienced. The 19 places it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so this yeah. is about however that formative relationship, whether it was romantic, sexual, however. I mean, you can read Jessica Simpson's book. She talks about the way this man works in detail. You can listen to Dear John. I mean, there was something that happened here at her age that didn't jibe, which she, I think, still looks back on and is like, fuck, why did I let that person fuck with me like that? Because it yeah. messed me up mm-hmm. like and and also not for nothing but when i say it's like all too well it's because that song and its bigness about jake and the way that she had to return to it because of how big that relationship looms how large it looms in her life and how emotionally it's such a marker for her that she came out with it and like 10 minuteized it and like gave it its moment this song can't help but get bigger and bigger and bigger as it goes and I think it might be the best song in this work. Like, Antihero mm. is incredible. It makes sense for the album. It is the single. It is the thesis statement. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. This is like, this would exist on any album th- that she put out. This is just like capital T, capital S, Taylor Swift in mm-hmm. this album that ex- stands on its own island. And I, I am thrilled that we got it. I, I know. And, and the melodies, the core, the hooks, the song is made of hooks. Again, like her voice is, the range is there. This might be her rangiest song. It drives. By the end of it, you're like, wow. I mean, the thoughts she leaves you with, like, this is a song. This is a song. It's the longest song on the album. Yep. And it moves in spite of that. Like, it's, um, you're right. Like, I didn't think long enough about the John Mayer of it all. And, the reason it builds and is fully like unleashed unbridled by the end is because it's like, she has been sitting on this. Uh-huh. She's not like really exercised it from her, her mind in the, in like the 13 years since it's happened. Oh my God. Yep. 13. You know, I, all right, just being personal. I dated an older guy when I was 19 and it was a formative relationship for me in positive and negative ways. And I still talk about it in therapy. Mm-hmm. Like it, when, when someone gets you at that age, it, it's like there's a before and an after. She says, I miss who I used to be. It's that person that thought like love and sex and romance all meant one thing. And then you have a relationship where you realize like there's so many layers to all of that. And I wish you would have kept me wondering, you know what I mean? Like, Fuck, I hate that you 
are going to be the person that is existing in my mind's eye from now on forever when I think about who I used to be and who I am regarding love. Something that I fixate on and really care about and want so badly. And now I've achieved, but I still have you in my head. He still Mm. has real estate in her mind in a song that can't help but be bigger than it even should be on this album. Give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. Like it is that kind of says it all. And for you, and like, and if, and if you can relate to it in that way, I vividly met Rogers. I mean, this this one this one like means a lot to me to be honest with you like because you know like and readers know if you've had that relationship where you gave the power up mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you understand mm-hmm. like what it is and how you know that person like the person that delivers a first you know what i mean they will always be there yeah and for not for not it's not for everyone that that results in happy feelings or, and it always results in at least complicated feelings. And her still mulling over this. And she's yeah. like, the pain was heaven. There's a compromise here because she understands that, like, it was enjoyable because it was the first. And it was this thing that, like, created the blueprint for everything else going forward. Yeah. Um, I keep talking about this Anne Powers interview with Sam Sanders. But it's it's so, I you have to listen to it. Everyone should listen to it. But she says, and this is where I disagree with her. Anne Power says that Taylor Swift is a super ego of an artist, right? Like, like her whole, her, her work is super ego. Her work is, so, okay, between the id, the ego, and the super ego, like, the yes. id is, like, all, like, the impulses. So, it's what happens when you have a knee-jerk reaction. Yes. Yes. Your super ego is, like, the person who's trying to corral it all into morality. Yeah. And the ego is the one that, like, is compromising, is yeah. going, well, maybe there's a way to have both impulses and the... The sort of inner morals that you set yourself. The self-awareness. Trying to organize it maybe even for other people too. Totally. I think early on in her career, up until I would say reputation, Taylor was all about id. Was all about Mm -hmm. impulses, um, conflict, um, her interests superseding anyone else's. Uh And I think with folklore and evermore, that's when like the ego came in and was like, I ha- I can take some accountability for my own stuff, mm-hmm. you know, or even maybe lover. But I think yeah, on what it could have showed of, it is like so for it to be so passionate and big. Yeah. And yet still like unsure of itself. Yeah. I think she, she used to be an id artist first. And now I think she is ego. Now I think she's someone who's like, Hmm, I need to refile. I need to resort all of this stuff in my mind. Yeah. You know what? There's also this genuine feeling I get when I listen to Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, which is I'm pissed off I even had to write this song. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I I regret you all the time. Like, I just want to let you know, like, ugh, you really took me for a ride and I wish I hadn't gotten on it. But like, this song will be what I am left with and I'm leaving everyone with. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, and not to not to be like cheering on her, you know, toxic relationship at 19 with this man, but like I'm happy it happened. Forget this song. <laughs> we mm. all hope, we all hope, every person that's a creator hopes that they can take what they've been through like this and externalize it in a way that helps not only them but everyone else. And and mm-hmm. and like I hope that she feels helped by writing this. Like I yeah. hope that it gives her some closure to be able to get this out. Because the dear John of it all, I feel like. Yes, she was externalizing, but that song is also id because a little bit of that song is I'm going to get this guy. I'm going to call it Dear John. 
Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I almost feel like there might even be a little bit of self-consciousness and embarrassment about how bald that is. Uh-huh. And now she's looking back and she's saying like, you made me feel and look stupid in so many ways, even though Dear John is an incredible Total- song. You, you, you humiliated me. The fact that it had yeah, to go yeah, yeah. where it is. And also, let's face it, the entire thing with Katie was really about John. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that fucked Taylor up yeah. to the point where it was like it spun off into all different types of directions. Yeah, but that's, you know, not not to say he caused her trauma, but that's what formative relationships do. You know what I mean? They spin you out. They change you for a few years. You know what I mean? Like, it's very real. And I think it's important to note that, like, let's just keep it to John, like a confessional musician, singer songwriter who was very famous. And so, of course, she's going to spend the next 13 years or however long yeah. playing all this out publicly, uh-huh. putting it in her songwriting, like making some of her persona, which she is acutely aware of the entire time she's working, centering that persona on this kind of wrongedness. It all makes sense. And if you're one of those people who is not a Swifty or someone who is like a little tired of like the rehashing, like I think, I think it is, just the human artistic way to do this mm-hmm. is for her to process this. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Cause, cause again, like you're not going to get clarity on this type of thing soon afterwards, you know, no. you know, like what she was able to put out was dear John, which was basically telling on him yeah. and letting people know she was hurt. But this is years later and this is the song she's released. And it's mm-hmm. clear that it still fucks her up because mm-hmm. that is how powerful that relationship is in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A moment, a, a moment. moment, and okay. then I love that it's the second to last track because she takes a breath and then gives us "Dear Reader." Here's what I've learned. Here's what I'm telling you. Whether or not she's going back and telling herself in the past, uh-huh. or she's letting people know for the future, this is what I've learned. These are my notes. Yes. Like, and the dear reader of it all. Like, I mean, she, it's a love letter to us and to herself. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. It is. It is. We can't make too much of this, except that it's a wonderful song, wonderful closer. Yeah. Never take advice from someone who's falling apart. Wow. Like, what a great pithy line. Or not pithy, yeah. but it's like, it's it's pretty, it's saying a lot. That sentence yeah. is saying so much. And that's Taylor. That's Allie. That is Al. Okay. Are people, I hope, I hope I'm not like stabbing in the dark with this. Like, I think Allison is a new persona is, or just a new identity through which we can understand Taylor Swift mm-hmm. is this person who is finally like marrying Taylor and Taylor together. Yes. To become Taylor, Allison Swift. Yeah. There you go. Allison, Ali, Ali, A L I an album and a half. Literally. <laughs> uh, truly. <laughs> oh my God. I love midnights. I'm happy to be in the midnights era. I don't know what I'm doing in terms of where I'm ranking it in the grander scheme, but it's it's close to number one for me. I mean, just because of the way I feel like it improves lyrically on the albums of hers that I love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, I mm-hmm. think I think if if Reputation is my favorite vibe that she has out there, like this is Reputation, but with incredible like folklore evermore type lyrics where she actually became you know, the realized version of who she is as a songwriter. And she was always brilliant because she was always really, really, really good at expressing. And so now you see like it's self-expression and also self-assessment in a way that works as pop music and vibes. And it's a fuck album. Period. Period. 
maybe it's time to move on to I don't think so, honey. It's time to move on to I don't think so, honey. I don't think we can say much more than all of this. I mean, no. like we we have we've enjoyed, we've licked it, snorted it, fucked it, <laughs> resuscitated it, brought it back to life, and we're being buried with it. This is I don't think so, honey. It's where we take one minute to rail against something in culture that's pissing us the fuck off, and something is, and it's it's totally separate from Taylor. I just have to say it. Okay, this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. In the midterm era, the amount of emails that we get from these Democratic politicians and these organizations. I'm sorry, yeah. but the other day I received in one 24 hour period. 12 emails from Val Demings. I have to tell you something. You need to cool it. it th- this can't possibly help. Like no. to, to bother someone so, 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 so much. And in also, a different state. Literally every single subject line seconds. is like, we're in trouble. We need help. Never felt this bad. It's going badly, Matt. Like it's all in all lowercase, like they're Ariana Grande albums. It's like, <laughs> or, or songs. I'm just like, Val, I actually had to unsubscribe seconds. and I did donate because I thought maybe if I donate, it will like no to not attack me as much, nope, but it nope. still came and it's everyone across the board. The yeah, amount of seconds. desperation and how they're asking for money is not helping. It's making me really scared. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Um, No, there's, there's no such thing as like feeling good about, <laughs> I would say politicians. Not even like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say politics because obviously, but like, let's just say that like thinking a politician is cool is like so dangerous. And it's the reason why we're in this fucking nightmare now anyway. Like Like some sort of congressman. You know what? I love it. I love that she did that. I just, the energy from these people is so panicked and frenetic that it just, it really, my anxiety is through the roof. And I'm like, but it's not even, yeah, it's like, it's like when you do like a donation, let's say you donate to a local candidate in your district, you get emails from fucking like Warnock in Georgia. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like <sighs> for, from politicians who, yeah, sure, need your donations, but it's crazy that I keep getting, yeah, that we all just keep from, from every corner of the country. It's like you're being begged and then i'm like yeah. where where did i sign up for this one you know what i mean of course i want to s- support and celebrate like everyone that's trying to take these republicans down like i i need it to happen but the thing is just like i wish the energy if we could find a way to not make it seem already like a defeat Oof. i only ever get emails that are like it's going oh really God. bad and, and, and then I'm, I'm i genuinely wonder if that works on people because because it got me to unsubscribe. I donated, but I unsubscribed. And is that what they wanted? What do you think is going to happen when you send me 11, I swear to God, 11 emails no, in one day? Acceptable. I can't even see what's going on in my own life. I know. I know. I'm every, like literally, I'm missing things because the amount of political donation emails I get are out of control. <laughs> now we have Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. Are you ready, girl? Girl, I think I'm ready. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Us all moving on from Charlie, the self-titled album by Charlie Puth. I feel like we have not, as a listenership, really admired, appreciated this wonderful album, a tightly written and produced album. 
from a great talent that we cannot yet take for granted in Charlie Puth. This man has earned our attention. I mean it. He's written some of your favorite songs. 30 seconds. You need to give this the time. I'm talking to even my sister, Matt Rogers, who has not really given this guy a chance on his new album. I've given him a chance. It's But really, give the songs a listen. Um, I will. I haven't listened to the album yet. I listened to Midnight's and Charlie in the same day on the same flight, and both were wonderful experiences. There is a place to let those things coexist. You don't have to only listen to Midnight's this week. You don't have to only listen to your favorite artists. You can expand outwardly if you want. Listen to Charlie. And that's one minute. And that's a great advertisement for him. And honestly, here's the thing about Charlie Puth with me. I always am so excited to listen to what he's doing. And actually on TikTok and like on Instagram where he like makes his songs, I think he's truly brilliant. I guess I'm just really still waiting to hear like the song from him that I really connect with. Really? You haven't found it yet. Not really. I mean, like it's, but also I appreciate who he is as an artist. Cause there's like a lot of natural, like anxiety and like, like almost like ADD energy and what he does that I think really matches him as like a, a character. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And I, I, I have enjoyed tons of songs that he's written for other people. I mean, but with him, it's just like, and I, I understand he's so great. I'm just waiting to stand. I'm really waiting to stand. But after I listen to this album, I will let you know, and I'm open to it. You're waiting to stand. You're not, you're not engaging with the material. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying like in the years that he's been a thing, like none of them have like really punched me in the gut. Like I fucking love that song. Like it just hasn't really happened for me yet. I'm not saying it won't. Okay. Empty cups. Okay. Attention. Um, th- this is, this is old stuff, by the way. I know. Um, how long? I mean, it's, it's really good. It's really good. And then every, every song on this new album is a plus, a plus. I mean, and also, let's not erase Megan Trainer. I made you look. Well, we end every episode with a song. <laughs> this has been a fabulous episode, first of all, I just uh, want to say. And now Bo wants to go somewhere because it's 2 p.m. But we're going to end every episode with a song. But I want to say to my sister, we had a fabulous episode. We had a fabulous episode. I was looking forward to this all week. And it did not disappoint. And you delivered. And you delivered. I, I always want to know what you have to say about culture. And now you know. It's true. Okay. What's the song? Somebody to choose from. <laughs> like we were in Paris. <laughs> like, like we, we were, were somewhere, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like we, we were, were in Paris. To listen to more, make sure you listen to the 3 a.m. edition of Midnight. Of Midnight. By Allison. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. 
They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.